0: And this game is underway with a bang. This is where the lacrosse area gathers to talk Wisconsin sports. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Join in by phone or text at 796 2558. Now, here's Grant Bills. So, yesterday's show started out kind of a bummer. We had to discuss and have a conversation about the tragedy that occurred in downtown Lacrosse on Friday night. And that continued into the weekend with the death of Anthony Fimple down on third street. I don't want to forget what happened and I don't want to get his death lost in everything else going on in 2020, but we do have to move on. We have other things to talk about and hopefully some more uplifting topics and more uplifting conversation today. Normally when you talk about the green Bay Packers, things feel a little bit more positive. I don't know what it's been last couple of months. I've, I've enjoyed talking about baseball and basketball at times, but I've really enjoyed talking about the Packers because the NFL season wasn't interrupted by a pandemic. Like I think, I think we're still living in a little bit of denial that football season is just going to come and go perfectly. And we're going to have fans in the stands, or at least some fans in the stands. We haven't had to confront the reality of the upcoming football season too much yet. The way that we've had to with baseball and basketball. So I want to talk about the Packers today. Uh, coming up in about 10 minutes, I want to start something new, maybe until sports come back. Every Tuesday, I want to do a top five list. Top five best of this, top five favorite of this. Today, I'm going to do my top five favorite Packers of the last 10 years. We're going to keep it recent so everybody can remember. That's coming up in about 10 minutes. That should be some some fun content, some positivity. One of my favorite guests and one of our most fun guests, Ebo from The Zone in Madison, is going to join the show coming up at 5.30, so that should be fun as well. But I want to start with something a little unique today. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. You're listening to WKTY. I hope you're having a good afternoon. I hope your week is is coming along well. This is something that I've wanted to talk about, I don't know, maybe for a month. And I just haven't found a good excuse or a good reason to bring it up. Like, for example, we could probably spend 15 minutes talking about whether or not Ryan Braun is a fringe baseball Hall of Famer. We don't really have a reason to, though. Like, if Ryan Braun... Had a He hit for the cycle, and he hit a walk-off hit, and it was amazing. And maybe the next day we'd be like, wait, is Ryan Braun a Hall of Famer? Like, let's think about it for a sec. We don't have a reason to talk about that right now. This is something I've wanted to talk about for about a month, and I haven't had a reason. Today, I got the reason. So my phone buzzes me when I'm in the car, and I look at it. After I stopped, after I stopped, and it said from NFL, it was an update from the NFL app. And it said, could Green Bay deploy Jordan Love as a versatile weapon like Taysom Hill? Brett Favre makes the argument. And I'm like, oh my God. First of all, are we ever going to get to the point where every word that comes out of Brett Favre's mouth is not so damn controversial? Like, can Brett Favre just say stuff without us all having to freak out over it? That's number one. And number two, when did Brett Favre get so damn talkative? Like, didn't he just want to (laughs) retire? And didn't he just want to go hunting? I saw a picture he was biking with Lance Armstrong the other day. I know he wants to go hunting. Like, Brett, go do fun things. Stop talking to he was talking to TMZ Sports. Like, dude, what are you what are you doing? When did you get so talkative? Anyways, this is what Brett Favre had to say: saying, "Yeah, the Packers could use Jordan Love, like Taysom Hill. Why not? I think there's ways
1: to incorporate, like much like Taysom Hill with uh, with the Saints, use him as a you know halfback, halfback pass, but occasionally let him run it, just you know, just to show that you'll do that,
0: something like that." Something like that. See, here's the thing. In theory, this is not a terrible. Well, actually, in theory, it is a terrible idea. But Brett Favre doesn't even go past theory. He's like, yeah, use him as um, oh, crap. uh crap, use him, use him as a halfback. Yeah, and you can do half, uh, halfback, uh, half halfback runs, and then ha- uh, halfback passes too. Yeah, that's something like that. Like, are they paying Brett Favre to do this media stuff? He doesn't care. Like last week, he's like, yeah, Kaepernick and Pat Tillman are the same. Like he knew that that wasn't going to go over well. He's like, yeah, use him as a uh, 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 use him as a halfback. Yeah, that'll work. Runs and passes, do that. He, Brett Favre really doesn't seem to have a great idea of what he's talking about here. Not saying he doesn't know football, but on this subject, I don't, I don't really know if he knows what he's talking about. Jordan Love and Taysom Hill really only have one thing in common: they're backups to future Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Now, Aaron Rodgers is a lot better than Drew Brees, and I've tried to bring that up as many times as possible the last couple of weeks. Not what I want to dwell on here. But Jordan Love and Taysom Hill. One thing in common, they both back up future Hall of Fame quarterbacks. That's it. That's the only similarity. Taysom Hill, for those of you who may not know, plays for the New Orleans Saints. He was drafted as a quarterback. Well, actually, he came out. He wasn't drafted. We'll get to that in a sec. He was a quarterback in college at BYU. Came into the NFL. Was with the Packers. Was really flashy in the preseason. Was really entertaining. But the Packers have a spot for him, so they cut him loose. Saints bring him in. And in 2019, he hit, ran the ball 27 times. He had 19 receptions and took 300 special teams snaps. Six attempts. That's it. Six passing attempts. That's it. In college, Taysom Hill's first role in college was as a gadget guy. That's what he did. He was a gadget guy. He was the number two quarterback on the depth chart, and they brought him in to do some runs, do some extra passes, do some gadget things. Taysom Hill was a gadget guy in college, long before he was ever a gadget guy, the New Orleans Saints in his five years of playing his first year was as a backup he threw 71 pass attempts then by year went like this 438 132 34 372 that's attempts by year and there were a lot of injuries in there especially later on in his career as well his highest passing total at any point in college for any of the years was 2938 yards he wasn't drafted he was signed by the Saints and used primarily in special teams in 2018. That's how his NFL career got started. Jordan Love, on the other hand, if you watch his highlights, it's all throwing. There are no running highlights that are on Jordan Love highlight reels. He's airing the ball out. He's putting these passes up on the pulley, man. His his previous two seasons in college at, at uh, BYU, he had 417 passes, 473 passes, And he set the BYU record with 3,563 yards. That's almost 700 more yards than Taysom Hill's highest season total at his time in BYU. Jordan Love was not an undrafted free agent. He was drafted in the first round. Packers even traded up four spots to get him, which I don't think is that important, but is an interesting anecdote when comparing Hill, who wasn't drafted at all, to Jordan Love, who a team actually traded up to get in the draft. Not just in the first round, but in the draft period. Taysom Hill wasn't drafted at all. Zach Cruz, who writes for the Packers Wire, I thought said it really well today. Jordan Love is a quarterback. Taysom Hill is an athlete. I thought that I thought that's perfect. Like That explains it very well. Taysom Hill is an athlete, and they design plays for him to use his strength, his speed. He just, guys bounce off him. Like he, He'll just lower his shoulder and pop through cornerbacks and small linebackers and safeties. He's just got pop. Taysom Hill's an athlete. And New Orleans, unlike Green Bay, when they had him, they found a role for him, and they had plays specifically for him. Jordan Love is a quarterback. Taysom Hill is an athlete. And Brett Favre doesn't really, like, you could tell by his interview, he didn't really have anything specific in mind. He's like, yeah, put him out there as, um, yeah, halfback. That works, yeah. We do that with him. Let's play along. Even if they could use Jordan Love the way that the Saints use Taysom Hill, even if his body type and his speed and his measurables made sense, which they don't, why would they want to use him like that? Why would they want to use Jordan Love in a gadget role? If you're bummed about the Packers' upcoming season, if you think they didn't get any better, you're bummed that they took a quarterback in the first round, and you're having an issue getting excited about this Packers team, here's one thing you can get really excited about and I can't wait to see. Their backfield is going to be awesome. They have so much depth. So much depth. Between Aaron Jones, who is... One of the best receiving backs I have seen, and he's gotten better year by year. Last year, he was making catches. There was a play in the Dallas game where Aaron Rodgers with a rusher coming right at him sidearms a pass around the linebacker as he's getting hit. Aaron Jones scoops it off the turf, turns, jukes Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderash, who are two of the better linebackers in the league, and turns it up the sideline. One of the most electric plays of last year, and it put on full display the receiving skills of Aaron Jones. Why do you want to take passes or rushes, or touches away from Aaron Jones. It makes no sense. Why would you want to take touches away from Jamal Williams? Jamal Williams, the best way to describe Jamal Williams and his value to the team, Jamal Williams makes winning plays. He does things that help the Packers win. And he doesn't do things that force the Packers to lose. He doesn't fumble. He doesn't make dumb penalties. He's very sure-handed. He's a good blocker. He does things that help the Packers win. Why do you want to take Jamal Williams off the field? And with A.J. Dillon, between Aaron Jones, who's dynamic as hell, both catching and running the ball, Jamal Williams, who makes winning plays, what's left is there for Dillon to do? Just pound the rock, dude. Just get A.J. Dillon on the field in plays that are great for him and let him do his thing. That's such a good backfield. Why would you want to get a a tall, lanky quarterback involved in that? It makes no sense. Why do you want to take touches away from them? Green Bay is also high on Jay Sternberger, and they just drafted Josiah DeGuara, where what where is there room for a gadget guy who's not even really a gadget guy? But I get it. When Brett Favre opens his mouth, we we gotta listen. Even though Brett Favre was Brett Favre was a guy who didn't know what a nickel defense was. Like, why are we all flipping out over what Brett Favre have to say? And how many years are we gonna have to do this? How many how many times am I gonna have to talk about something that Brett Favre said off the cuff because he's always off the cuff? I don't even know why he does media stuff. I don't think he likes it. Whatever, whatever. Coming up next, I want to start something uh, new. I want to do this every Tuesday, at least for the next month. I kind of want to do a top five Tuesday. We're going to do that. I'm going to tell you my five favorite Packers, tell some interesting stories, share some interesting quotes. Top five Packers of the last 10 years. And after that, we're going to talk to Ebo. We got a loaded show coming up, a lot more of the Wisco Sports show coming up next. Wisco Sports Show, my name is Grant Bills. Thanks for tuning in, hanging out. We're going to talk to our friend Ebo from The Zone in Madison. That's our sister station. I don't know why radio people always say it. Like, I and I do it too. It's a cliche. Yeah, it's our sister station. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, he's he works on our sister station. Like that makes anything he says more important. Ebo coming up in about 10 minutes. Uh, while we wait, and while we wait for sports to come back, I thought we'd start doing this thing every Tuesday. Uh, for the last month or two, we've been doing something on Wednesdays that I called pack in time where we watched an old Packer game, talked about it, tried to learn something and reminisce a little bit. I want to start something this Tuesday and hopefully we can do this until sports comes back. Hopefully sports come back. Uh, where I want to do a top five Tuesday. A lot of sports radio stations are doing this. I thought I'd just steal it. Let's just list our top five, this or that or top 10. Who knows? Maybe we'll get crazy next week, but let's, let's see how this goes today. And then maybe we can boost that. Uh, to a top 10 next week. Today, I want to share my top five favorite Packers of the last 10 years. Because that way, everybody can remember. Like, I don't want to bring up a player from, like, 2006 that I barely remember or talk about players from the 90s that I don't remember at all. Like, I, I want to talk about the last 10 years. That way, everybody knows the players, and we know exactly what we're talking about. This doesn't mean the best Packers players. This just means my favorite. And it's they're not just my favorite because they were great players, there's some really, really cool stories in recent memory when it comes to the Packers. So I want to talk about a couple of those stories. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is number one. So actually, I'm only going to do five through four. Aaron Rodgers is number one. It's I mean, what do you want me to say? Aaron Rodgers, at his best, at his peak, has played a different level of football than I've ever seen. Like, Patrick Mahomes, at his best, is, is kind of the same thing. Like, Aaron Rodgers just does things on the move from crazy positions that I've never seen before. Aaron Rodgers is number one. I want to start... At number five, and we'll just go through number two. Because if Aaron Rodgers is number one, that's going to be a little bit anticlimactic. It's obvious. Everybody sees it coming. So let's start at number five. My fifth favorite Packer in the last 10 years. Mike Daniels. I love Mike Daniels. I wish he was still on the team. I wish he could stay healthy and he was still good. Maybe. Maybe the Packers bring him back this fall. Mike Daniels, my fifth favorite Packer of the last decade. Firstly... He's one of those Iowa guys who actually got better in the NFL. And this only seems to happen routinely for Iowa players. I don't get it. The Packers took him in the fourth round. He turned out to be one of the best defensive linemen in the NFC, in the league for a stretch of time. He was consistently making the NFL top 100 list. He's one of those Iowa guys that was taken in the mid rounds and nobody really knew. And then he turned out to just be a stud. Micah Hyde, who was a fifth round pick, who's now in Buffalo. Arguably the best guy to his position. You talk about slot corners, versatile secondary players. Micah Hyde might be number one. Fifth round pick from Iowa. Desmond King, a cornerback. Arguably one of the best cornerbacks in the league. A fifth round pick, also from Iowa. George Kittle, who most people right now I think would believe is the best tight end in the NFL. He's up there with Travis Kelsey and we'll see what Gronk does this fall after a year of rest. Fifth round pick from Iowa. I don't get it. I don't get what goes down in Iowa, maybe some of our listeners can enlighten me, but Mike Daniels is another one of those guys, and he was always on like bad defenses, that's what bummed me out, is other than 2014, Mike Daniels was always, always on bad defenses, like he was the vocal leader on teams that had Nick Perry, Latroy Guyon, J. Elliot Elliott, like that's just not a great era of Packers defensive football. This is one of my favorite Mike Daniels quotes. This is from the NFL Top 100 video. God, I, I love this because it sums up it sums up Mike Daniels so well, if you know what I mean. This is him in that Top 100 video. I like just beating the crap out of somebody. You know, I don't know why. I was raised that way. I was like beating the crap out of somebody. I don't know why. I was raised that way. That's, that's the attitude of a defensive lineman. This is another funny soundbite I had after a, a sack in a Vikings game. This is what uh, Paul Allen had to say. And this is so peak Paul Allen, so I had to save it and share it because I know we listen to a lot of Vikings football here uh, on our sister station, KQ98, as well. Mike Daniels had two and a half sacks against us last year. He's bludgeoning us again. Mike Mike Daniels got Paul Allen to do this thing that's classic Paul Allen where Paul Allen will talk about a catastrophe, something going terribly on the football field, and he'll say it so matter-of-factly, and you can tell that he's upset. Yeah, today the Vikings down twenty-one to nothing. Just getting bludgeon in the running game. Probably get a lot worse before this gets better. What do you think? Like, just so matter-of-factly, and that got me to laugh. Mike Daniels, if he gets Paul Allen going, that's good enough for me. He's number five, top five Packers last ten years. Number four, one of my favorite Packers of all time, Tremon Williams. I love Tremon Williams, and if you read about his backstory, it's incredible. You need to go read. I I hope he writes a book or something. I hope there is a book done on Tremont Williams. In high school, he played basketball. He didn't play football. Four-time letter winner in basketball in high school. He did track for one year, and he placed in the top three at state in long, triple, and high jump. Just said the hell with it one spring and tried track and was incredible. He went to Louisiana Tech with the intent to study electrical engineering. Wasn't even going to play football. He decided to walk on And by his junior year, he was a starter. Think about that today. If guys aren't starting their sophomore year, they're looking to transfer, right? They're looking to get out of there. Tremont Williams, no, was a walk-on. Didn't start until his junior year, which I thought was pretty cool. His story with the Packers, he progresses so slowly, just little incremental jumps every single year. Wasn't drafted. He finds his way onto the Packers in 2007. He makes the team as the sixth cornerback And he returns punts and kicks. That's 2006. By 2008, he's the third-string cornerback. Third-string, yeah, really working up in the world. And then 2010, moving forward, he was a starting cornerback alongside Charles Woodson and then Sam Shields. And the most amazing thing about Tremont Williams is he's healthy every year. Listen to this. Starting in 2010, games started 16, 15, 16, 16, 16, 15, seven in Cleveland, nine in Arizona, and then the last two seasons with the Packers, 16 and seven, but he was healthy for all 16 last year. He just wasn't a starter. When Tremont Williams has been with the Packers, he's available. He plays. Compare that to a guy like Kevin King, who I really like, but this is the first time in his career he played really more than 10 games. 2017, he played in nine. 2018, he played in six. This year, he played in 15. Availability is not just a given. With Tremont Williams, it is. I love Tremont Williams. And during that Super Bowl run, oh my God. This is his 2010 postseason statistics. Four starts, 11 total tackles, three interceptions, 70 yards of interceptions returned, four passes defense, and two fumble recoveries. And a touchdown to close the half in Atlanta in the division round game. Such a big reason of why they won that Super Bowl. God, I love Tremont Williams. He's number four. Number three, Jordy Nelson, baby. This was an easy one. Jordy Nelson. Just talking about his 2014 season, which was his best season. He was unreal. He was a he was a cheat code. And if you had him in fantasy in 2014, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because if you had Jordy Nelson, God forbid you had Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson in 2014, you won your league, especially in a PPR league. Every once in a while, there are players like that. Two years ago, it was I had Adam Thielen and I got him in like the fifth or the sixth round. Won me the league. Every once in a while, you have a player like that. Last year, Lamar Jackson was like that. He was a cheat code. And it all started in 2014 when the Packers were down 21-3 against the Jets. Jordy finished that game with nine catches for 209 and a touchdown. First Packers wide receiver since Javon Walker. First Packer to get 200 in a game since Javon Walker. He had seven games that season with at least 100 receiving yards. And this is the craziest stat of all. Aaron Rodgers, when targeting Jordy Nelson, has a passer rating of 123.9. So not only was Jordy Nelson electric, incredible, fantastic, especially in 2014, the combination of him and Aaron Rodgers made it even better. And God, it was fun to watch. Jordy Nelson, number three. Number two, and we know number one's Aaron Rodgers. We already did him. Number two, Charles Woodson, baby. And Dave Carney texts in on the five-star telecom talking text line. He has Charles Woodson on his list, too. This this player doesn't really need an explanation. He's just that guy. Charles Woodson is that good. I'll start with reading you his accomplishments. Starting in 1995. Ready? Big Ten Freshman of the Year. Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. Big Ten Player of the Year. Heisman Trophy. National Champion. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year. Super Bowl Champion. He also made nine Pro Bowls and four First Team All-Pros Four team All-Pros. My God. He might be one of the most accomplished football players of all time. And he just had a nose for finding the football, didn't he? He was Wherever the ball was, he was there. And quarterbacks would make throws, and Charles Woodson just sweeps in out of nowhere like the quarterback didn't know he was there. Especially with Jay Cutler. One of my all-time favorite interviews. One of my all-time favorite interviews. It was with Rachel Nichols. After a Bears game, this is Charles Woodson, one of my favorite interviews ever. We heard some talk out of the Bears this week that the Packers secondary wasn't going to be able to work the coverages it wanted or get the interceptions it usually got because they had gotten these bigger receivers. What do you think after playing this game? We heard about it. We we understand that that Jay is excited about you know his new weapons, but it's the same old Jay. You know we don't we don't need luck. We just need to be in position. Jay, will throw us the ball. We just need to be in position. Yeah, Jay will throw us the ball. <laughs> he was that good, man, and he knew it. Charles Woodson, number two. Number one, Aaron Rodgers. That's just kind of a given. Top five Tuesdays. Hoping to keep this going next week. Go ahead and send me your top five all-favorite Packers. 608-796-2558. That's the five-star telecom talking text line. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Ebo, our friend from our sister station, The Zone in Madison. Talk to him about whatever's going on. I want to talk to him about his favorite Packers, his feelings on the restarts of both leagues, and we'll probably get on a conversation about our favorite pubs, bars, and taverns we normally do. Ebo, coming up next. Coming up next. You're listening to the Wisco Sports Show. Check this. The president don't want to come watch us to the Super Bowl? Right? That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. We'll go see him. All right. This Go Sports Show rolls on. My name is Grant Bills. I'm your host. Appreciate you hanging out. Uh, We're going to talk college football coming up in about 15 minutes, something we haven't talked about in months. Been so caught up in baseball and in basketball, trying to come back in this pandemic. College sports have kind of been the forgotten sport for the last couple of weeks, but some really weird, slightly disturbing things about the University of Iowa. We're going to talk about that coming up in about 15 minutes. First, let's talk not to our, uh, our Hawkeye friend, but uh, our Badger guy, well, one of our Badger guys from The Zone in Madison, our sister station, that's Ebo. Uh, Ebo, since we talked last time, things have reopened and then re-shut down. Like, how are you getting by? You doing okay, man?
1: I'm doing good, brother. How are you doing, Grant?
0: I- I'm doing well. I had, the, uh, I- I had to feed my-, my voice down to you. I said, since the last time we've talked, things have, let's see, closed down and then reopened and then kind of re-closed down again. Like, what's life been like in Madison?
1: oh man um life in madison has been weird and a strange confusing time but you know i'm soldiering on still making the best of it um yeah things closed down obviously i've decided i'm not going to get a haircut i'm growing my hair out even though the places are open again i just resigned myself Uh, i haven't got a haircut since uh February actually, I was going to have one in March, but I couldn't do it. So I've grown the hair out. And other than that, man, I just I'm, I'm missing my bars a little bit. I've slowly been getting back, but a yeah. little weird around here. But still slowly getting back to things. But then they've kind of rescinded things again. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, bars have been shut back down. They're finding ways to reopen as safely as possible. I think people are just starting to realize that this is something we're gonna have to live with. Like nothing is risk free. You try to make things as safe as possible and hopefully people make good choices. But yeah, opening and closing and weird hours, it's been it's been an interesting time in lacrosse because I know here in lacrosse, just like Madison, like bars are such a big part of our social scene. Like we don't know what to do with ourselves on the weekend. We actually we relax and we just chill when we don't have bars <laughs> to go to. I don't know how to handle this.
1: Well actually I was up in your neck of the woods not too long ago, two weekends ago. I was on Holman, my brother in law lives there. Uh, he lives on that golf course out by there. Was it Duggins? I think it's
0: called by that uh, golf. Yep, Duggins the... Castle Mound.
1: Yeah, yeah, the golf course there. So I was uh, he lives on that. So I was just doing a little golfing. So it was nice to get out and about uh, beautiful country over there in Holman and Lacrosse Grant.
0: Yeah, we But love- yeah,
1: here here it's just been you know, I don't know. i do a lot of yard work. I got a big honey do list from my wife. So, I' have a lot of time to do that, so she's extra happy with me lately. It's kind of nice,
0: yeah I've just been playing an absolute ton of video games that's what I've been up to other than work, so the married life and the single life a little bit different when the bars are <laughs> Well, shut Grant
1: down. look real quick, real quick when the when the missus is not around, then I do play my video games when she Excellent. is around, I pretend like the video games don't exist, and I do her list
0: <laughs> you gotta figured out this is uh this is Ebo <laughs> from. Uh, our, our good friend from our sister station, The Zone in Madison. So uh, we were just talking about our favorite Packers, and I'm getting texts from listeners. Their top five favorite players. It doesn't necessarily mean the best players, but the ones that I like the most or whose stories I like the most. I got. Let's see. Mike Daniels, Tramon Williams, Jordy Nelson, Charles Woodson, and Aaron Rodgers. I, you know, it's it stinks to only pick five. Like, are there any Packers that come to mind for you as your favorites?
1: Oh, my God. Um, well, I, can, I mean, I could rattle off my all-time, but the last 10 years, I would say i got to have Tremont Williams up there. Eddie Lacy, uh, brief career with the Packers, obviously, but who didn't love that barrel roll? And yeah. I love I love General South's Chicken. Eddie Lacy also loved General South's Chicken. Maybe a little yeah. too much, but <laughs> I love General South Chicken. Uh, Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson had his own cereal, Jordy's Farm Fresh Flakes, bailed hay on the offseason, one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. Got to throw, obviously, Aaron Rodgers up there. Did I do four or five? And then
0: Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson.
1: There there it is. And Chuck Woodson. Chuck Woodson once said, we don't need luck. Jay Cutler will throw (laughs) us the ball. I mean, it's beautiful.
0: I I, love it. I played that interview right before we went to break. I was looking at some old Charles Woodson interviews. The one (laughs) before the Super Bowl where they were talking about going to see the president. If he wasn't going to come watch him in the Super Bowl, we'll just have to win it and go see them. And Charles Woodson, I mean... A little bit of leadership, a little bit of snarkiness. I just loved everything that was about Charles Woodson. And He just had a nose for the football. Like we say that about every player that we like, but <laughs> there was something about Charles Woodson. His ability to just create a fumble or an interception out of thin air just blew oh, me away.
1: Yeah. Charles Woodson was absolutely incredible. I mean, it was one of the biggest free agent signings for the Packers of all time. Obviously, without him, they don't. I don't think they're going to that Super Bowl. And when, I know he got hurt in it, but they're not getting to that Super Bowl without him. But uh, real quick, all-time, Grant, I'm just going to run it down. Charles Woodson, Gilbert Brown, the Grave Digger, digger. the dude had his own burger. It was extra everything with no pickles from Burger King. Jordy Nelson, Donald Driver, the dude, smile lit up a room. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you couldn't smile when you saw Donald Driver. Also won Dancing with the Stars. And my number one, my number one of all time, the guy I'd kill to have a beer with, speaking of bars, Brett Lorenzo
0: Favre. I love it. That's that's a perfect list. I don't know if there's a mistake on that list. We well, we're actually, I didn't
1: have Aaron Rodgers. I didn't have Aaron Rodgers no, on my top true. five well, on my personal list. He hasn't,
0: he hasn't retired yet. Like, Brett Favre, I think, over the last couple of years, we've started to remember him and like him more. Like, we were probably a little bit upset when he left. And ever since then, it's, it gives us that feeling of nostalgia when things were different in the 90s, right? When mm. we weren't living mm-hmm. in the middle of a pandemic and, you know, all of that
1: <laughs> currently going Great. on. Grant, yeah. take me back to the Packers starter jacket days. Oh. Brett Favre's quarterback. There's no social media and internet to, that's ruining the world. And uh, there's no pandemic. Just take me back. And life's so much simpler. You know, you yeah. just dial-up modem screaming at you. You got uh, just uh, Levi jeans, like acid-wash Levi jeans. Take me back. Take me back, Grant.
0: You're saying all the right things, Ebo. I'm, <laughs> I miss I miss the way things were 10 years ago, let alone 20, 25 years ago. We were actually talking about Brett Favre. Earlier on, uh, around five o'clock, because he said the Packers should use Jordan Love like Taysom Hill, which I don't. I don't know if Brett Favre really knew what he was talking about. It kind of sounded like he was trying to come up with stuff on the fly. He's just like, he's what is he six three six four Jordan Love, and he's yeah. like, yeah, use him as a, a halfback, and you can run with him and maybe throw with him. Like I, I don't take it seriously. I can't imagine the Packers doing anything like that. Do you think there's a way that? Jordan Love sees the field unless Aaron Rodgers gets hurt or has to miss time this year? Okay,
1: first of all, I think the the copper fit that Brett Favre endorses, I think they sent <laughs> him one that, that's too tight, and it was cutting off circulation to his brain. That's why he said that. Why would the Packers, and I love you, Brett Favre. I know he's listening, Grant. Why would the Packers use the heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers, who they traded up for in the first round in the draft, to be like a little specialized player, a utility player, like, it's not, no, he's 6'4", 6'5", about 225, 240, whatever he is, no, it's, he's not Taysom Hill. If you watch the Saints, by the way, I don't care that the Packers let go of Taysom Hill, everyone's upset about it all the time, I'm one of the few that's not. If you watch the Saints, why are you taking the ball out of Drew Brees' hands, and why are you letting Taysom Hill, every time he does something, it's like two yards up the gut, that's mm-hmm. all he does, that's all he does. Do not let Jordan Love do that. If Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, yes, Jordan Love, usher him in. Other than that, sit him on the bench and let him learn.
0: Well, he's he's not the same body type. They're not the same player at all. I was reading no. earlier this afternoon, uh, Zach Cruz had a column on Packers Wire today, and he said, Taysom Hill's an athlete. Jordan Love is a quarterback. You know, one guy yes. didn't get drafted. The other guy got drafted in the first round. I'm I, As I watch more Jordan Love... It's not tape. I don't watch tape. I watch highlights. Let's be very specific about that. When you have a friend at the bar tells you he was watching tape, he wasn't watching tape, he was watching highlights. So naturally, every play is going to look good. But some of these throws, man, Jordan Love throws bombs. Like, he puts it up there. He puts his ball up on the pulley 40, 50 yards down the field. Look, I don't know how the transition is going to go or if it's going to happen if Jordan Love turns out to be the guy. But, like, I'm kind of warming up to the pick a little bit. I know that's a big question on Wisconsin Sports Radio the last week. Like, have you warmed up To the Jordan Love pick. It's like, well, nothing's really happened, but I guess, you know, it's been two months. Like, sure, we can talk about it. What do you think about that pick now that we've had time to kind of sit with it for a few weeks?
1: Okay, first of all, I want to back it up real quick. I would kill to go back to a bar. Here, I'm killing a lot today. I would kill to (laughs) go back to a bar to hear some guy who's chilling in his mom's basement to tell me he's watching tape on a football player. At the time, like, looking back on it, I was annoyed by it. Now, I would love to do it. I miss it. So, All those dudes out there that are grinding tape in your mom's basement, I would love to have a beer with you once it's ready to go. But I always liked the Jordan Love Pick. I was one of the few guys that actually liked the Jordan Love Pick when it happened. Was it surprising? Yes. But the Broski has got an arm on him, dude. He's got a cannon, and he can sling it. The only thing that concerns me about it is Gary Anderson. You remember Gary Anderson? Gary Anderson coached the Badgers, kind of yep. messed him up a little Utah bit. Utah
0: State, Utah. Well, just a Utah guy. Like, he didn't stick anywhere yeah. other than Utah. Yeah, that Gary, Gary
1: Anderson. Anderson. Gary Anderson had Jordan Love his final year. Jordan Jordan Love's last year when he was there at Utah State. So we got to correct some problems that Gary Anderson brought because Jordan Love's numbers dipped a little bit. But I blame Gary Anderson for that. But I do love the draft of Jordan Love. I've always been warm on it. So uh, a lot of people around here, I've been, I've been tabbed as a Rodgers hater. I, I mean, really? I, I'm a realist. I'm a realist, Grant. Yeah, I know I just didn't have him in my top five either, but I'm an Aaron Rodgers realist over here. Time, father time, remains undefeated. Father time gets all of us. Don't you want a GM and Brian Gutekunst who's looking out for the long-term health of the Green Bay Packers? Now, I know there's a lot of question marks in that draft, like how they didn't get a wide receiver in the richest draft class in history of wide receivers. But I like the pick of Jordan Love because that is the heir apparent, or what we're led to believe. Yeah. So let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens because Aaron Rodgers, Grant.
0: Aaron Rodgers is only getting older
1: and his 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 you know production's only going to dip down a little bit so it's time for the future
0: no and i i think so too i also think that LaFleur and Gudikins collectively are helping Aaron Rodgers extend his career a little bit or they're trying they see that the deep ball isn't as accurate and he's not as mobile so they're like hey Aaron we're going to get you a stacked backfield which i am so amped about Ebo when is the last time the packers had a backfield or like any collection of players any position group that it, that is as deep as Williams Jones and then AJ Dillon their second round pick i love that I think the organization is planning for the future in lots of ways. They're saying, hey, we have an opportunity to get a a quarterback we really like, a guy that we're probably not going to have a chance to get again the next couple of years. So we're going to take him. And in the meantime, we're going to put this amazing running game around you with great tight ends. And you got a couple good receivers. If Aaron Rodgers just runs the easy plays and makes the easy completions, I I think he can be good for another couple of years. It might not look as flashy, but they can win a lot of games. Do you think he can actually do that, or do you think he's going to go down swinging? Because that's when I see it getting ugly. Rodgers not wanting to take things simply and be efficient, wanting to sling the ball, and the Packers saying, yeah, this ain't ain't you anymore, we're going to move on. That's how I think it gets ugly. How do you picture this going this fall and then the next couple of years as maybe this transition starts to happen?
1: Well, I'm thinking Aaron Rodgers this coming year is going to be on the, what I like to call, is the FU Tour. Yeah. And it's going to be him slinging the ball over there. James Jones already talked about Aaron Rodgers is going to have a fire under him, going to be MVP numbers. Uh, his teammate David Bakhtiari was talking about the same thing. He's going to have you know a fire under him, MVP numbers. I, do I want them to get a different wide receiver? Yes, of course I do. Josh Gordon, what's up? But Devontae Adams, <laughs> number one. Devontae Adams is the top five wide receiver in the NFL. We all can... Well, some people will disagree with that. Some say top 10. I say top five wide receiver for Devontae Adams. Yep. Uh, what's going to happen with Devin Funches? I think Devin Funches is solid, on uh, number three, outside maybe a two, but a number three. Let's see something what Equiminius St. Brown can do, who was injured last year. Marquez Valdez-Scanling, I know he didn't live up to the hype last year, but he is fast. Let's see what happens there. I mean, there is potential there, but dude, we were talking about the 90s a little bit ago. We got to go back to the 90s, Grant, to the last time the Packers had, like, legit running backs. Yeah, we have a couple flashes in the pan, but now you got Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon. Dude, have you seen A.J. Dillon on on Twitter at all? He He's released a, a picture house. like a week ago. He is. Could you imagine tackling that guy? No. He is no. a brick house, dude. <laughs> no. He is shredded. But I was talking with a couple Packers insiders, and they were saying, don't be surprised if the Packers somehow work a trade out. For Jamal Williams and oh. and send him the, on the way, and you'll see more A.J. Dillon coming up. I don't don't quote me on that. Sure. I just heard it from a couple insiders. But dude, I'm excited about A.J. Dillon. I'm excited about Josiah DeGuara. They're gonna use that guy like the Niners use uh, use check. So yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's a philosophical change happening in Green Bay with the scheme. You had Mike McCarthy, highly successful coach, by the way. Had Mike McCarthy for a long time. Never Super Bowl forget. winners got a, got a street named after him. Don't forget it. But now it's a a new scheme. It's a new change. You know, we'll see what happens. I'm excited about, I'm excited to see what happens with it. But I do think Aaron Rodgers will be on that FU tour.
0: Yeah, I really hope they don't trade Jamal Williams. And I might throw my last segment away. We're going to talk about the the weird news that came out of Iowa, the things that Akram Wadley had to say. I think we might talk about that tomorrow, because now I just want to talk about Jamal Williams. Because I've had a lot of friends tell me, hey, the Packers should trade him, Packers should trade him. And, like, I'm sure it's the same thing with you, like, you talk about sports for four hours a day, and you have to create arguments and deliver them on air. Like when I'm with my friends, I don't really like arguing about sports. I just kind of <laughs> like I just kind of like to agree with people. Like I don't really like to do it. But if insiders are saying it, like I'm going to talk about Jamal Williams coming up next. But quick before I let you go, Ebo, do you think we're going to have Badger football games to be able to go to and, and celebrate this fall? What's it What's it like in Madison? Because I know you guys at the station are as plugged in to the athletic department, to the football and basketball team, as anyone. Like what's the vibe right now?
1: Oh, God, you got to go there, don't you, Grant? Not, not <laughs> no, great. <it's>, uh... <laughs> uh, what is the vibe? The vibe is uh, it's kind of like a wait-and-see approach right now. It's uh, it's the great unknown. You know, if uh, if Barry Alvarez had the answer, he'd give us the answer. And if he did have the answer, I think he would be in the White House, like, giving press conferences to everyone of what they're going to do. Somebody should uh, be, yeah. But, dude, it's um... – I don't know, man. Right now, it's uh... – are we going to have football? I I hope so. I think so. Uh, But I'm trying to be an optimistic about it, you know. It's with the whole limit of capacity and, you know, obviously you see the cases going up and the, hey, it's, I want to be hopeful. I want to say yes, but also there's some doubt in me. But right now, Grant, if anything, I think we'll see hopefully a half full Camp Randall. What it's going to be like downtown on Regent Street with the bars, I'm uh, maybe half full, I'm not sure. I'll remain, I'll be, to quote Mike McCarthy, I am the captain of hope. And I will say that we will have football and you will have at least half capacity in there.
0: Well, I really hope so, Ebo, because if we are somehow back to normal in the next couple of months, and that's definitely the optimistic viewpoint, we're going to go to Wando's. I'm going to come to town for a game. I'm going to come to Done. Wando's and we are going to get the sloppiest fishbowl possible. And that's Done. how we are going to celebrate. So I hope that we can talk about football And and getting together and gathering again this fall, but we got a long way to go. Yeah, Grant,
1: when we do when we do that, bring that little nerdy guy that lives in his mom's basement that's grinding tape too. I want to
0: hear from him. We can talk about grinding tape. Yeah, it's my it's my favorite (laughs) conversation to have. Evo, thanks a bunch. I love checking out your show a couple of times a week. That and our morning show here on WKTY, I appreciate a lot, man. Let's let's talk again soon.
1: I appreciate you having me on, Grant. Always a pleasure.
0: Yeah, have a good time, Evo. Have a good day. Uh, and always a fun conversation with our friend Ebo. I, I love calling him our, a Badger insider because we have Zach Heilprin on from the zone and you'll hear his voice in the sports report in about a minute or so. But Ebo Ebo doesn't carry himself like an insider. Zach's very, Zach's very stoic and official. Ebo, kind of the opposite. But those guys are plugged in and, and we'll see what happens with Badger football and eventually basketball this winter as well. When we come back, let's talk about Jamal Williams. Final segment of the Wisco Sports Show. Coming up next. Final segment of the Wisco Sports Show here on WKTY. My name is Grant Bills. I appreciate you hanging out. If you don't like us on Facebook, go ahead and like us on Facebook. Give me a moment. I'm going to start a Facebook Live because I got some things to say. Uh, This is going to be off the cuff, so we'll see how it goes. Emergency rant. Done. All right. Going live on Facebook. I just got off the horn, the five-star telecom talk and text line. We just talked to our friend Ebo from our sister station, The Zone, in Madison. And we were talking about running backs. We were talking about the Packers and how the offense is changing, right? We've had this conversation a hundred times. They drafted A.J. Dillon. They brought in Josiah DeGuara. They didn't get a wide receiver like everybody thought. So they are prioritizing the run game. They want to run, 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 which in a way is going to help Aaron Rodgers. They didn't get him wide receivers, which would have also helped Aaron Rodgers. But instead, they're going to give him a running game. Hopefully the tight ends can be used in the passing game and in pass protection. All of that helps Aaron Rodgers. I'm so excited for the Packers backfield, right? My favorite Packers. Think about your favorite Packers teams or your favorite teams ever. My favorite teams have had a huge collection of talent in one place. I think those are the most fun teams to watch. So the 2011 Packers, they had so many good wide receivers, right? That was a blast to watch. There was an excess, right? America is all about excess. Have you seen the other guys? with the investment broker, David Orshani's like, America's known for its excess. Yes, the best sports teams have excess. They have extra, right? The Chiefs have a bunch of really good wide receivers. The Ravens have a bunch of really good running backs. The Packers have a tremendous backfield of Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and now A.J. Dillon. And they can use Sternberger and DeGuar in kind of a fullback, halfback, wishbone-style thing. I'm sure they can get creative. They have a really, really good backfield. And what... What frustrates me is that some fans see that and they're like, ah, no, 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 no. That's too much. We got to trade one of those guys. We need to trade Jamal Williams. He's going to be a free agent. He's going to leave. Or the Packers are going to have to re-sign We should trade him now. Get something for him while we can. No. You know what the Packers should do? They shouldn't trade him to get something while they can. They should get something in the form of a really good running back helping them win games this year. That's what they should do. Imagine if in... 2015, right before the season, the Packers are like, well, we got Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, Jeff Janis, Jared Aberderis. It's a really good wide receiver core. In fact, let's trade Devontae Adams. We got enough. So they trade away Devontae Adams. And then the season starts. Jordy Nelson blows out his ACL. And Randall Cobb isn't healthy. He's on and off the field. And now your divisional round against the Cardinals, that game with Janis and Aberderis, that becomes your whole season. You trade away Jamal Williams, now all of a sudden Aaron Jones misses two games, and you're screwed because your only running back is a rookie. And I like I like A.J. Dillon. I hope he's really good, but Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams weren't great their rookie years. This idea that, no, they got to trade Jamal Williams to get something for him. No! What was he, a third-round pick? It's okay. It's okay. To, the Packers are really, really good at drafting guys in the mid-rounds. Mike Daniels, who we talked about earlier, is a great example. They drafted him in the mid-round. They got great value out of him for a couple of years. Same with Micah Hyde. And then they let him go. I thought that was smart with Mike Daniels. We'll see with Micah Hyde. He's a really good football player. But the Packers are really good at finding talent in the mid-rounds. And then, letting that talent walk when they've extracted the most value out of that player. Jamal Williams helps you win games. Yeah, he's probably, ideally by the end of the year, going to be their third best running back. But he doesn't fumble. He's got great hands. He knows his blocking assignments. And he gets tough nose yards. He makes exciting plays. And he helps the Packers win games. Don't trade him! Why would we trade Jamal Williams? No, just when you get a good thing going, you get a really, really good backfield, you're going to have a diverse running game with lots of weapons and lots of options. No, the first the first instinct for everybody is to trade one of them. No, 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 no. It's okay. You can have multiple good running backs. It can happen. It can be a thing. Don't trade Jamal Williams. I don't care if he leaves after the season for nothing. He probably will. Because they got Kenny Clark, David Bakhtiari, Kevin King, Aaron Jones... Am I forgetting Corey Lindsley as well, the center? He's going to be be free agent too, right? It's okay. Jamal Williams probably will leave for nothing at the end of this year. And that's fine. Win games while you have them. He helps you win games. There you go. Emergency rant. Over. Tomorrow, uh, we're going to talk about what's going down in Iowa. We didn't have time to get to it today. Akram Wadley saying some pretty shocking things about the Iowa football program. Saying to parents, don't send your kids to Iowa. Which is wild. You never hear college athletes say that about their alma mater. So we'll talk about that tomorrow and a whole lot more. Same time, same place here on the Wisco Sports Show. Talk to you then.